Okay, so first, starting this out, I'm going to preface with I am on vacation in Island Park, and I brought all my recording stuff, I thought, except for my audio processor, so now I'm just recording this on the computer, so it's probably not going to be high-quality audio, but it is you know, information we need to share right now and not wait on. So we wanted to hop on because hallelujah, they have arrested somebody in the quadruple homicide from the University of Idaho. Oh, that was so exciting this morning. That is like the greatest way to end out the year. I mean, it's terrible that it even has to happen. One of the people on the press conference like said the same. It's like happy to be here and also sad we shouldn't be here. But the fact that they've caught him was so exciting. My phone was dead this morning and I woke up really late. And so I like came down and, you know, we're here with all my in-laws and stuff. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law were both like, did you see they have a suspect? I was like, what? My phone's dead. I need to go grab a charger. I like ran upstairs to get a charger. I was freaking out. I'm so excited. Oh, I know. I... It just sucks that they can't release anything till he gets back to Idaho. I know. It makes it really hard. So, yeah, we're going to put out the info we can right here just real quick, like a quick update for you guys, because in the press conference, the um, county prosecutor, Bill Thompson, he did ask that people share his name with all their listeners, all their readers, whatever, so that people can know his name and they can get more tips now regarding this specific person. So the guy arrested this morning, which I heard it was like at 3 a.m., like while he was asleep. Yeah, I think they said like 1.30 a.m. Okay, yeah, like middle of the night, they, you know, came up on him. He was arrested. His name's Brian Koberger. He's 28 years old. He's only a year older than me, born one year earlier, which is terrifying, and he was arrested in Albrightsville, uh, Pennsylvania. So clear across the country over on the east side. And it sounds like Albrightsville, there's um, a place called Mountain Lake there. And that sounds like the neighborhood or area um, that his family lives in. And it's in Monroe County. So he was there at his family home where he grew up. And he's arrested over there. Yeah, I was going to say it was his hometown. So that makes sense that he would be there. Yeah, it's his hometown. Um, He resides because he is going to school at at Washington State University. So that is just about a 20-minute drive from Moscow. So U of I, University of Idaho, and Washington State University are right there next to each other. And he had an apartment in Pullman, Washington, which looks like it was about a 12-minute drive from his apartment to the apartment of the victims. I saw that uh, they were searching his um, residence now, the Washington police. Yeah, it looks like they've executed a search warrant for that Pullman, Washington. Like they've said, they've received a ton of tips. They said on the press conference that they received 19,000 tips, which they were really thankful to the public. You know, we mentioned in our original coverage of this that they haven't wanted the public to share false information and blah 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 and they were worried about all the craziness going around which you know is because they didn't want specific people attacked just like all everyone was wrong it wasn't the boyfriend and it wasn't you know the parents and it wasn't 
um, you know, the guy at the food truck with them. And so that's what they were not wanting the public to do. But they also sound very grateful for how involved everybody was and like how much everybody cared. I know. Yeah. I remember saying how sad it was for like the people that were being targeted. Like it could affect their lives so much. So much. And you're going through the grief of losing this person that you loved. And everyone's online pointing you out as a suspect, saying everything that's creepy about you or everything that's wrong with you. And you're just like all of a sudden getting harassed. So, you know, that and now I think that we know the name. It seemed that police were really wanting people to continue that interest Sending in stuff. yeah but now it can yeah. be so much more specific and they said they know the tips they're looking for so they said any information you have about him no matter what it is send it in because they know what they're looking for so they can sort through that pretty easy it sounds like they conducted over 300 interviews they've been doing a lot and i was going to share just like a tiny bit that i found about him just for people to narrow down if they do know him or went to school with him or whatever they can confirm that this is that guy so it sounds like he went to school I think it's looking like at Pleasant Valley Intermediate School and it sounds like his mom Marianne possibly taught there and retired in 2020 and then his dad is Michael yeah I saw a a few people say that he went to that school there was a couple people that shared they went to school with him and whatnot did they say anything like he was weird they said he uh, the comment I read was that they went to school with him and they remember him being a larger quote larger kid and that he was a bit odd Hmm. so yeah and then it looks like his sister and maybe he has more siblings um but one of his sisters seems to be a licensed therapist like i'm sure his family is just devastated devastated i was yeah i was telling my husband's family just earlier like, the, this is actually so sad for his family, too. It is. Because how would it be to be that mother or that sister and, like, you find out that your family member is the one who committed, like, these horrible murders? It would be sad. I'm assuming there were tips about his car because it was his car. That white Elantra was his car. And it was found there. So... I wonder if, you know, it was someone who knew him that ended up sending in a tip about him. I don't know. But you would, you know. Yeah. I was hearing on CNN that, like, they were saying he was smart because he was likely, you know, in that criminology program. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to probably hide a crime and hide lots of stuff. But um, they thought maybe he was smart enough to, he most likely got rid of the murder weapon. Mm -hmm. But... He just wasn't smart enough about his car. Nope. Nope. And it's like, they always think they're smarter than everybody, right? These people who they are, do, like, really yeah. narcissistic. And it's so, like, you freaking idiot. I'm glad you're caught. And I'm actually shocked. Like, so many people we know were so rude about the police investigation. And, like, OMG, why is this taking so long? But it's six weeks. In six weeks, they had an arrest. I think that's pretty impressive to me. Yeah. And there's a lot of cases that don't even get solved. Yeah. Let alone, like, have a full arrest within a month and a half. 
I, I think they did a good job. I'm happy that they had this arrest. One thing with his sister that I thought was sad going back to um, it being sad that, like, for his family was someone shared this poem his sister had written during the, um, the Texas shootings, the school shootings. Um, and it's written by Melissa Koberger. And it says, bereft of their laughter, there is now not a sound as we lower our children into the ground. Small hands and feet buried six feet deep into the earth of the world that felled them. And it sounds like it's um, his mom, his mom, Melissa's mom too, that shared this with this person who posted it on Facebook. Um, and then, so the mom said, as I read the poem, I thought whatever the solution, I pray we consider the children before the gun. Marianne Koberger, Albrightsville. And it's like, so they obviously care about these, you know, kinds of things. Yeah. Hopefully people don't start attacking them. And people already have. I have already seen comments online about like, oh, I wonder if the sister knew and people like making up rumors that the sister lived right next to them and she had to have known and how could they not know that, you know, they had to have known he had this car and he was probably acting weird. And it's like, no, nobody thinks that their family member is the one who killed four people. I'm sure they are just as shocked today as everybody else true it would be somewhat concerning if your kid did live by there and had a white hyundai yeah and we don't even know though because maybe they are the ones who send in the tips you know right yeah i just i hope people don't attack his family hopefully like just let his family even just be silent and just deal with that on their own so I just watched the press conference. So they kind of started out the chief fry with the Moscow Police Department comes on and he goes through the crime just a little bit, which he does say, we talked about this in our original coverage, that I said the sister of Kaylee said that they actually got home at 156, which he does confirm that. So he says on November 12th, Madison and Kaylee do get home at 156 a.m. Ethan and Zana had been at the Sigma Chi house all night before getting home at 1.45 a.m. And then the surviving roommates had returned by 1 a.m. So it's the morning of November 19th at 11.58 a.m. that a 911 call comes in reporting an unconscious person. Chief Fry said this call did come from inside the home from a surviving roommate's cell phone. He didn't say much else about the 911 phone call. I thought he might, but, you know, that will probably come out later um and then he says on november 17th the autopsies were conducted and they confirm the identity of the four victims uh madison mogan kaylee goncalves ethan chapin and xana Kernodal. and um the cause of death was homicide by stabbing he says some have defensive wounds so chief fry is saying that multiple it sounds like multiple of them have defensive wounds but maybe not all of them. And then he says they were each stabbed multiple times. He said as they started to investigate, they developed this clear picture over time and that the work is not done right now, but that it just started. Um, and that they, the reason they've kept things so close, which you know you would know if you kind of critically thought about it, is that they didn't want to alert the suspect of their progress. Yeah, I had heard on the CNN panel that they had that... Um 
one of the guys was saying, I thought they said too much at first. Mm. Like how they initially said that it was a targeted attack and then they took it back. Right. He was like, he they, they didn't want the killer to know or whatever. That they knew anything. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. No, it is the right tactic to have. People are just so curious. Um, but it really sounds like through the press conference, it honestly sounded to me like they want us to know the real info. Um, they said there's an arrest affidavit, but it's sealed right now because he was arrested in Pennsylvania. And then they cannot unseal that until he is extradited to Idaho and has his fir- first court appearance here. So, but Bill Thompson, the prosecutor, said he's hoping that once that happens, the affidavit will be unsealed and then we can all see what he said is the true facts behind his arrest. But if he doesn't agree to get extradited, then it could take a really long time. Yeah, it could. But whenever that extradition happens, we'll know more. But he'll either, he'll have a, um... He'll have a court appearance in Pennsylvania this next Tuesday, and it's there that he can either waive his right to extradition or whatever, um, and he'll just be sent back. And if he doesn't waive that, they will apply for extradition, and like you said, that can take a while. So I'm hoping he just waives it, (laughs) and we can find out next week why he was arrested. Yeah. Because once that arrest affidavit is unsealed, I think that will provide so many more clear answers. So Brian Koberger is being held in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, in a correctional facility. He is being held on no bond. And then um, here in Idaho, they plan to hold him on no bond as well. So after Chief Fry talked on the um, press conference, Bill Thompson, who's the Lataw County prosecutor, he came on. Um, and he said that the criminal complaint filed yesterday in Lataw County was against Brian and it is four counts of first degree murder and then a burglary charge um, on him entering that home. So and then Bill said that he's going to really try and be diligent with sharing with us through the court process all the information. Like we kind of said already, a lot of stuff is sealed and they are like now limited by the court system how much they can share because this is obviously going to be going through the court system. So he said while he is limited, he plans on sharing as much as he can and is allowed to as the court proceedings go on. So we're just going to have to be patient, kind of watch that as it goes. Um, I keep hoping that like, you know, when a case is too big, they'll move it out of like that county. Like, with the Lori and Chad Daybell case, they moved it um, from Madison County in Rexburg nearby me over to Ada County in Boise. I'm, like, hoping they'll move this to, like, Bonneville County or (laughs) Madison County or somewhere closer to me because I'm in Idaho. So, if they need to move it out of Lataw County, they should move it, you know, southeast Idaho. He said... Quote, according to the rules of Idaho Supreme Court, the documents are sealed until Brian is back in Idaho and he has that first court appearance. But he did say that Brian was a graduate student at Washington State University. He was studying criminology, which is like 
he's just so frustrating and annoying, this dude. Which, side note on that, people have found on Reddit where he has posted that he was conducting these studies. This is a post seven months ago where this Brian guy has posted, my name's Brian, I'm inviting you to participate in a research project that seeks to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision making when committing a crime. In particular, this study seeks to understand the story behind your most recent criminal offense with an emphasis on your thoughts and feelings throughout your experience. In the event that your most recent offense was not one that led to a conviction, you may still participate. So, and then he kind of goes on. And some of the questions are really odd. So I almost don't even think that was this a real study he was doing for a class or is this something he was doing in preparation to commit the crimes? Because the questions are like, what was the first move you made in order to accomplish your goal? Did you prepare for the crime before leaving your home? Before leaving, is there anything else you did? After committing the crime, what were you thinking and feeling? Before making your move, how did you approach the victim or target? After arriving, what steps did you take prior to locating the victim or the target? What did you choose? Why did you choose that victim or target over others? Like, weird, weird questions. Um, he has already gone to his initial court appearance in front of a judge in Pennsylvania. Like I said, held without bond. And then next Tuesday afternoon, he's back in court in Pennsylvania. He does have a public defender over there in Pennsylvania. Um, he'll be extradited as soon as they can do that. Um, and then when he gets back here, he will have a initial court appearance in Idaho with a magistrate judge. That's where they'll make sure he has a public defender, that everything's in place. Um, and then they just wanted to remind everybody that their primary source for factual information is going to be the court records from here on out. So they suggested everybody to really follow the court proceedings and that's where all the information is going to be coming out from. And then the prosecutor, Bill Thompson, he did make this one comment, which made me like, hmm, because he said this is not the end of an investigation, but that it's a new beginning. I still question, and I could be totally off base, if he has ever committed any other crimes. Yeah. Because this is pretty random. Too bad they couldn't answer it. And I'm not sure if he did know them in some way. You know, we kind of debated on that first one. Like, you were like, I think I think the person knows them. And I was like, I think he doesn't know them. And it might be a little bit of both. Yeah, I saw uh, that he was following the two girls on Instagram. Yeah, so I did see that. But the sad thing is we really can't tell because there's been about 20 fake accounts made on Instagram since his arrest this morning. So, like, all mm. these fake accounts have gone and followed them. So, I don't really, I haven't been able to confirm if they have, if it's really him, you know, or if it's these fake accounts, people just trying to get followers on there from weirdly creating a fake account as, like, him. Oh, my gosh. People are so dumb. People are literally so annoying. Um, so... I just thought that was weird how they said that. And maybe it is like the, a new beginning of the investigation in the way that they said, like, now they want tips specifically on that guy. So maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, they'll probably have to try to find his motive now. Mm-hmm. 
they might not have it exactly yeah and they did say that that like that's still kind of pieces of the puzzle they're putting together and things that everyone's tips are going to help them like put into one piece yeah they must have his dna though to be that confident to arrest him yeah i did hear they connected dna from the scene to the car but i'm not sure how true that is i just saw one article with that well because everything else would be circumstantial and they don't usually let you get an arrest warrant unless they're pretty sure they can get him oh yeah they're like they seemed very confident that it is the guy Mm -hmm. Um, so then after that, Kendrick Wills, who's the director of the Idaho State Police, came on, um, and he said that really the only thing they can do, like, nothing will obviously bring the people back, um, and the only thing that they can do now is try to bring this to a successful conclusion, um, and he reiterated that he thought the Moscow Police and Chief Wright did do a great job, that they directed the right people to the right positions, they like immediately called the Idaho State Police. They immediately called the FBI. I had heard on CNN that um, <laughs> when they took him into court, he looked at like one of the journalists and said, "Did did they arrest anybody else?" Yeah. And they thought that he was saying that because just to throw the case off. That's because what I thought. He knows in like criminology, you know, like. Oh, was it somebody else? Or she was even saying that maybe it could have been like that, like he had an alter ego and that person did Mm. it and Mm. not him. Yeah. I don't know. I saw Brian Enton report that as well, that he said that, like, who else did they arrest? Which I was thinking the same thing. Like, he's probably just saying that to be confusing. He probably thinks he's smart. He's kind of like Ted Bundy-ish in the way, like... I don't know. He just think you can tell he like he was really in it. Like Ted Bunny was a lawyer, thought he was so smart, thought he could trick everybody. It's kind of the same thing. Like you're studying criminology. He probably is like purposely trying to throw little bones out there, like making it seem like someone else was involved where it's like it really was just you. We know it was you. I just keep thinking, though, is he smart? I saw that TikTok uh, video that I sent you. Mm-hmm. of where he like was wearing his du- his college jacket like with a w on oh. it if that's him mm-hmm. with his white hyundai elantra climbing up to take a video camera off the wall uh-huh yeah I no like, i if well that was you you're not smart no i never think they're at, like i don't even think ted bundy was smart i think they just think they're smart oh well yeah yeah like he probably really isn't clearly he got caught within six weeks you're not very smart, but I think they just think they are better than everybody. So, and then they also did announce earlier today that um, remediation was going to happen. Like, they were going to be cleaning up the crime scene and kind of clearing all of that up. But they did say on the press conference that has been halted, and that is because a legal request by the court. Um, stopped that so maybe the court will be doing a little more um, investigating within the scene I'm not sure like I said they're still asking for tips and more information I know like who that that confused me who in the court like how did the court stop it um probably just the prosecutors or whatever just filed a request but that's that's doesn't happen huh 
because it just came by a legal request by the court. I know. But then why would they why would they clean it up? Well, they're not now. No, I know, but like why did the police arrange for them to clean it up? Probably because on their part, their investigation was concluded. Like they arrested the guy, it's ready to be done. But then, you know, the prosecutor's office always, like, investigates it even further and continues to work with them. So, they must have just decided, like, no, we actually don't want that. Yeah. Again, they said they are still building this picture. They want any and all information you have about this Brian Koberger guy. And Chief Fry says he 100% stands behind how they handled this investigation he said they locked down the scene immediately, they called the Idaho police in, the FBI, and that they did not want this to end up going to trial and not be perfect. So he's glad they kept it close, regardless of people like being frustrated. And he did say they are still looking for the murder weapons, so that hasn't been found, but that they have found the Elantra. So he did confirm that the Elantra was recovered, which I have seen was recovered from the home in Pennsylvania. So from here, you know, we know who it is. It seems like they're pretty confident it's him. Someone asked, like, how safe the community is, and he said, we have the person in custody who committed these crimes, so I feel that the community is pretty safe, but obviously you always have to be diligent, is what he said. Like, he's not going to say just go out and keep unlocking your doors or whatever. But it sounds like they're pretty confident it's him. So they're really just looking for tips, anything and everything on the Brian guy. And then from there, we just have to wait until he's back in Idaho. It sounds like once he's back in Idaho, there will be a ton more info released. And then obviously as the court, as the trial goes on, more and more will come out. And that's pretty much the conclusion of the press conference yeah i hope it's fast i hope he doesn't try to fight the extradition yeah literally this is our little update on it for now just to get his name out there and then we'll just keep updating on it like when he is back in idaho and as more info comes out but i'm really happy for the families they were obviously contacted before all of this they were contacted last night it sounds like and the police said they've stayed in touch with the families every day i'm sure like obviously it doesn't change them losing their kid but hopefully they can find a little bit of comfort in the fact that someone was arrested yeah yeah and they can try to find the story behind it they don't have to have you know any suspicions of all these people that their kids may have known the roommates the exes the boyfriends and it's it almost will give everybody a little bit of peace so now i'm curious to see if he did know them somehow if he had any connection to them or if he it was pretty random um and if he has murdered anybody else because like i would not be shocked if he's been involved in something else i know i'm curious to see too if his family like had a red flag I know. He lived there and had the Hyundai. (laughs) I know. I've got to see that arrest affidavit. I am like just waiting for it. (laughs) 